Whoa, 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 whoa. We are back on the bench with Beaks with our third installment. I am your humble host, Cody Beekman. I'm also here with the man that never dies, Mr. Ross Beaton, a little bit of Ross Mormeyer. Ross, say hi. Hey, how you guys doing? I'm also here with Keith Sanders, the Latvian man that's making the plan. What's up, guys? So we've got our first week complete without hockey and we're all feeling the effects but i i've been caught in the fetal position a couple times thinking about no more pro hockey no more college hockey the khl the khl is a, the kahl okay that's cool the khl is actually shut down for at least a week uh boys how are you guys feeling i'd have to say i'm just itching and scratching chomping at the bit i'm having to watch old games I've even watched the stadium series twice over. Oh, that's fucking awful, but... I know. At least if you're an Avs fan, that is. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's been bad. Um, not even Beer League. Not even Beer League, man. Every rink in the area of Colorado so far is closed. There, we can't do anything. It's it's It sucks. See, that's even worse. I mean, yeah, watching hockey is one thing, but, I mean, when you can't actually get on your get on the ice yourself... That's a whole nother story. That's a big pile of problems. So I got new pads for Christmas, right? And uh, I maybe played five-ish games with them, and they're still so hard. You know, they're not that nice, soft, broken in. And my goal was, like, I need to break these puppies in because I haven't performed very well in in them. And uh, now I can't do that, and it's don't even know how long it's going to take, you know, until we can get back out there. It's just frustrating, man. I could go probably for an hour just bitching about how we can't do nothing. <laughs> well, that's the biggest tease, man. You get, you get new equipment, and uh, you can't even hop on the ice with it. I mean, anytime I ever got anything during the summer or, like, new gloves and stuff, or, or I mean, especially new skates when you can't hop on the ice as much, it's just like, holy crap, bud. I just I, – I would really like to just – break these bitches in well and minus the skates sometimes you almost look like you're boba fett or something like that when i wear like my shin pads and stuff like that just kind of break them in just get them out how i want to feel just walking around just in the house with them on oh absolutely yeah well i mean i think we've all been caught one or two, one or two times wearing just gear around the house uh yeah uh, i mean girlfriend comes in and say like what the hell are you doing like Hey, man, I need to break these things in. If I'm going to be playing hockey in these things, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to feel right. Or if you bake your skates and then you put them on your feet and you just lay on the bed for until they cool off, that, yeah, they come in just looking at you all weird. You know, with all, without, all this ho- without hockey and all this stuff, uh, one thing that I did wonder is what are the sales looking like for, like, those sauce kids or, like, knee hockey you know, kids, because people are bored, you know, half of the people right now are, you know, in quarantine, they can't even, you know, go to work or anything, so everyone's working from home, and I wonder, you know, how, how much those sales have gone up, because people are like, well, yeah, I can't, I can't play hockey, so might as well utilize some of that stuff. Oh, yeah, no, it's almost like, oh, for the cost of it, I'm in, just to pass the time. Because what else are they going to do? They're, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're making their nut right now. I got to say, I mean, you've got, well, just like you said, it's isolation. So 
nobody's going to go without, like, screwing around with the hockey stick and the hockey pucks. I mean, those sauce kits are just, like, beautiful anyways. But when you literally got to be alone, what else are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to sauce some into this tiny little net we got here. But you better know how to do drywall because you're going to toss a couple biscuits right into the the wall, you know. Oh, I mean, any... (laughs) Any hockey parent knows how to do drywall. Just hit somebody up. Like you got, you got some extra drywall that you can do. But uh, don't be sick when you come over. You know. So I mean, uh, besides that, besides being isolated, uh, I think everybody realizes with this uh, coronavirus and everything, all the shutdowns, a lot of people are going to be out of the job and losing money and. That uh, that pertains quite a lot to even the NHL right now, where they're uh, uh, everybody's uh, not not coming in. None of the uh, rink staff are there. The concession stands, just every all the arena folk, like uh, so everybody's losing jobs. So uh, we've actually been reading about some incredible things that some of the team, uh, some of the teams around the NHL are doing to, I mean, keep their uh, staff paid and happy. Um, and I know, I know Ross, you were talking about a couple teams that were doing something pretty great. Oh yeah. Well, and what I loved is just cause I'm from that greater Anaheim area, just the ducks just came out and they were one of the front runners and just, you know, just saying, Hey, we're going to pay our staff. No matter what, we got your back. Like, first off the bat, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, like, one of the first off the bat. And then it just kind of almost followed suit. I'm not saying that they were the front runners or anything. But, I mean, it push comes to shove. They've got to do something for these people. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's just beautiful that uh, when you got a team and uh, you got a team out there that's making millions of dollars, millions of dollars, and, you know, like all the owners, they're going to be okay after all this, but it's really the smaller people that are going to be affected by this and the fact that the the Morellis, right? I always get that Uh, name wrong. It's the Samuelis, yeah. The Samuelis, yeah. yeah, I I always get that wrong. I don't know why. It's just, oh, it sounds good, the Morellis, yo, hey. It's like you're part of the family now. Oh, fuck. I, I'm so glad I am, too. <laughs> but also, what I've also loved is just uh, how it's just almost a snowball effect, kind of. It's just all these teams have come out, and like within the first week, there had to have been at least 10, 15 teams that were just like, no, we got your back no matter what. Absolutely. I, uh, that, that's, where I, that's what I was seeing, too. I think uh, when I saw one team, it was almost like a domino effect. It was just like, oh, well, I see another uh, 10, 10, 12 teams saying we're going to do the same thing. And, and, and I, I think that's great. And unfortunately, we don't have uh, as many te- like uh, we have a couple teams that were a little on the fence. Apparently, I mean, we had uh, we had the uh, Colorado Avalanche with uh, Cronky Sports Entertainment coming out saying, at the beginning that uh, I don't think we're going to pay our uh, our uh, arena staff and all that. And I think uh, a lot of people got a little mad about that. And um, as you saw, it, uh, there was a lot of uh, la- uh, lashback from the Internet. And uh, I think a couple days later that that got completely changed. And I think Calgary kind of had the same thing going on, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, at first, it with Calgary, uh, they 
he wasn't their owner wasn't even going to step up to the plate but it took actually not only just the team the team came in later it was the actual fans that stepped up and they actually started donating for the actual game day employees right the all the arena staff yeah, and all everybody the game day employees and it doesn't matter even what sport i mean those people are there night in and night out almost but they're still paying them for their time. Oh yeah, That's I mean, great. you've got you got people that are coming in at uh, random times of the day, whenever whenever have you like have a sports team playing, and they're um, they're expecting they're they're getting paid and all this, and then something like this happens, and then the owner comes out and says, "Well, I'm you know, you kind of shits creek without a paddle," and then uh, it's it's great how all the fans and stuff really stepped in. And said, "Hey, man, this ain't great. We're gonna, you know what? We're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start paying paying these guys. You know, oh, whether it be through a GoFundMe or whatever. And I just think that's great. I, I like how people how people really can pull together in times of need is just. I mean, I, I it's admirable, you know. Oh yeah, especially when you look at it in that aspect. Like it didn't even have to be. Yeah, it could have been like whoever." But just for them to just, like, step up to the actual, yeah, plate and the fans just, you know, they love hockey, but they love their Calgary Flames. Well, then, but, and, and that's, like, that speaks volumes and for that whole entire organization. Well, it just goes so far beyond just hockey. It's like, uh, well, hockey's just really a community, man. Oh, yeah. When you've got one person uh, or uh, one set of, set of peoples or one person or whatever, uh, it, it, you got... You've got a hundred other people ready to go to bat for him every single night, just like everybody on a hockey team, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's also kind of like one single person going to bat. Uh, speaking of which, Brad Marchant, he even started a GoFundMe because the Bruins weren't even going to do anything. Yeah, Jeremy Jacobs said he wasn't going to pay the arena staff. And then, uh, of all people, of all people, the rat, the Brad Marchant. <laughs> but, he, yeah, he steps in with a GoFundMe for all the arena staff, and I think that's great. That just proves that rats even hearts have hearts, too. Oh, yeah. They, they have hearts. Not of gold, but they, I mean, they still got hearts. And you know what? Just say what you say what you want about uh, Brad Marchand on the ice. We can have a, a million conversations about that, and I'm pretty sure we will on future episodes. And I mean, oh. everybody's talking about it anyways every single day. Brad Marchand, this Brad Marchand, that. No matter what you're saying, that's that's a pretty freaking cool thing oh, for yeah. him to do. For just just I mean, just the workers that bring the fans what they need while they're watching him do his thing. Yeah, well, do his job. And, yeah, I mean, just for him to go out and actually just just start that off, it just speaks volumes. Yeah, that's great. And, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to call uh, Jacobs out too much, but this is uh, this is not the first time that he's been caught being a little shortchanged. Like, uh, actually, at the beginning of last season, he got fined because he wasn't doing enough um, charitable events around the Boston Bruins. Huge quote unquote on around that. I mean, well, uh, uh, that's uh, that was a huge thing last year. But I mean, uh, and, and I mean, the fact it, it almost doesn't surprise me that he wasn't going to pay the arena staff. 
this uh while this is going on but uh, nonetheless let's go back to positive things there's there's more hockey players around the league that are doing incredible things we're talking sergey bobrovsky first year in florida and he's already willing to donate a thousand dollars to the arena staff and the greatest thing about it too is that um all of his teammates actually agreed to match the hundred thou and the owners decided that they would throw in whatever's left on the uh uh to pay so basically uh you're uh, uh just matching the cost like the difference basically yeah and, and that's great and that's huge and and you know and everybody everybody out in the hockey sphere at least like around the nhl they they just make fun of the florida panthers so much for you know like the fan the fan attendance and stuff like that. But I mean, to be completely honest with you for the, for all the players down in Florida, down in sunrise. Yes. You heard it down in sunrise to donate a hundred thousand dollars of their own paycheck. I mean, obviously for, uh, I mean, I'm a, a million dollar contract kind of guy. That's not a lot, but I mean, you got to think about this. Uh, uh, I always say a boat. I'm not fucking Canadian. <laughs> I mean, I Jesus Christ. Anyways, so uh, you got to think about this because uh, you know you don't. You've got some guys that are you know playing uh, that have been playing in the AHL for however long, and or even like rookies on uh, the the league minimum that they can get paid. A hundred thousand dollars to some NHL players is actually quite a lot, you know. Oh yeah, no. Well, and it can be either that you make a lot or even a little on an entry level contract for you to put up that kind of coin that's just that just shows that you know you're you're thinking with your heart not your head well just yeah exactly just the fact that they're ready to just throw a pretty hefty amount of coin into helping people out that they've probably never met probably will never even meet is just I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. You know, you like, you look back, you look at, you look at it and you say, oh, uh, everybody's donating like five or $10 to the Kickstarter or whatever. And then you've got these professional athletes that are coming in and literally just throwing people a bone in such, you know, desperate times, such, uh, such times where you don't really know if you, the next time you're actually going to get a paycheck. Oh yeah. Well, on that and speaking of ever getting a paycheck for like food or anything, Braden Holpe. Oh, yeah. Stepped up huge. $25,000 in food donated to people who are in a situation with everything going yeah, on. Yeah, to the Capital Area Food Bank. I mean, it's it's huge. They've started a uh, fundraiser on MightyCause.com to help another. And so if you really want to get on there, get on MightyCause.com. I'm sure you can find it. And um, they they really want to get another ten thousand dollars over the next month. It's huge. I mean, uh, the fact that all these all these players are really stepping up in a, in just like a really noble way is incredibly incredibly encouraging. Because right now, of all times, every uh, you know we got to be looking out for each other. We really do. Well, that and I'm even gonna challenge you, depending on wherever the hell you're from. Go out and just do your part. Donate money. Do something in your community. Maybe out in Sweden, like Canada, here, home in the U.S. Just do your part. Help out. 
for real. I mean, uh, you know, everybody's got to do our, uh, everybody's got to do our thing. The only way we're going to get through this is together, not divided. I I know we're starting to uh, talk, uh, speak like martyrs, but I mean, we're all, we're all, we're all out there for everybody, you know, like everybody wants, uh, everybody wants to get back to the normal. And the only way we can do that is just help. So if, uh, if anybody has any awesome ideas, please send them our way because we're always looking to uh, donate or do whatever we can to help. So if you guys got anything, just send it to on the beach, uh, on, on the beach. Yeah. Just go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Get right. your tan on or yeah. what? Right near our beach. But anyways, uh, yeah, we've got a, we've got a, fa- <laughs> we've got a Facebook now on the bench with beaks. We have our regular, uh, uh, email on the bench with beaks at gmail.com. So if you guys have any, um, uh, charities we can we can plug that'd be completely awesome so uh yeah just uh give us give us something you know yeah no that'd be great but also speaking of um new things or what is happening with the nhl as well um like what's happening with the season well i mean uh just last week Gary Bettman said, "If uh, if you're going back to a home country, it's going to be now." And there's already been a few that have gone back to the uh, back to their home country too, but they still have to self quarantine. Everything is, I mean, it's still the same thing. Stay away, self quarantine, do all that. Absolutely. If uh, and so, I know Andre Burakovsky has already gone back to his hometown of Sweden. I haven't seen. A lot of any others, but I mean, a, uh, a lot of them are just Canadian, uh, like trans, uh, Canadian American. So uh, I don't know if you're going to hear a lot about that, but no. But I mean, I'm even start like talking about when it starts back up. Like, well, what is going to happen? What have you with the season? <laughs> well, you, well, that's the thing is that Bettman said just stay back until the end of March. So obviously, nothing's going to be happening then. Um, there, there has been some uh, some talks about starting up in what was it like ju- uh, early July or early June, That's where they're I'm gonna about. Yeah, yeah, where they're gonna have a uh, a brief uh, preseason like kind of thing where they work out and then um, they're gonna finish out the 2019-2012 uh, season through like probably uh, uh, towards to where it's like maybe. Uh, what was it August and then uh, have the have the playoffs through August and September and have also the draft and and free agency around that time and then you're gonna turn around and start uh, doing the 2020-2021 season right after that kind of around November well also and I'm even hearing where they're gonna do all like the awards and everything else for um yeah like in the month of june so i mean it 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 could go either way i mean six does one half dozen does the other but i mean it's it's all all kind of up in the air right now oh yeah i mean (laughs) honestly if i could put my hands up in the air they would be up in the air you know by the way i'm a quadriplegic i don't know if you know that (laughs) anyways uh so we uh there's so much uncertainty going around right now um it's it's it is literally up in the air but as as we speak the uh it's definitely sus, uh suspension days oh yeah well and 
I'm just glad that it's more on that side because I heard some outlandish thing where it was going to be like a 24-team like playoff. It was going to be every team that was almost about to be in the wild card with the wild card teams, and then they'd face off against the top about three or so teams of each like division. Yeah, and I think that would uh, that would happen if um, if we couldn't actually finish the rest of the season. Oh yeah, no, I could foresee that, but they were talking about it like right here, right now. Oh, of course, yeah. It was just like, well, like, whoa, we're, whoa, 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 you're putting the cart before the horse. Dude. You know what? Let's just get crazy now. Let's just get crazy now. It doesn't matter anymore. But I mean, uh, like that. As much as I would like to see that, uh, that would just be complete, like, insanity. Oh, yeah. No, it'd be great to see that because, I mean, it almost, like, amp it up just a tidbit. I mean, NHL apocalypto version, right? It just uh, Throwing spears, axes. I'm kidding. I'm I mean, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> So that that's uh, that's one that's one thought that I mean there, there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now. So uh, only one only if you guys have ideas, I would like to hear. I would absolutely like to hear it. Oh yeah, no, I mean anything is possible at this point. I mean uh, the further along that this whole entire ordeal goes, I think that it's more possible for actually doing that twenty four team system. I would only do. You know, not. I'd just probably do maybe one or two. Just kind of make it three teams. That are well, like the fringe the teams, the, like the wild cards and the yeah. fringe teams yeah. haven't. Yeah, I could see that, but you know, just the third man in. I mean, what's you know? what sucks about it is that there there were enough games left in the season to really, uh, for some you know out of the woodwork team to make a go of it which and i guarantee you someone someone's going to be pissed off about that well i mean it'd be the wings but I oh mean, yeah of <laughs> course i'm sure it would be the red wings at this point yeah them and your uh anaheim ducks eh? oh god i mean it's uh, at least it's better than better than last year it wasn't like the battle of the basement here this like it was like last year with the kings oh no you're still battling on the basement there but oh, it well, just it just looks a little bit better yeah, now well, that you're on a break down on the, we're coming down on like the stairs of the basement we're not in the basement and just well yet. well we've all seen you on the basement you know, like on the stairs go into the basement and that's never a good time no <laughs> So uh, we've we've actually had a couple of other things going down in, uh, in the hockey sphere. We uh, we just actually saw that Jonas Hiller, one of the uh, one of the very few Swiss goalies in the le- to ever break it into the league, has officially retired. And I want to say, you've had a wonderful career. Everybody everybody knows a little bit about uh, Jonas Hiller. If you don't, um, I think uh, I think Ross has prepared a little some some about it. Well, I don't know about a little something-something. It's just great that he was an unrestricted free agent when he actually got signed in 2007 with the Ducks. And it's just, yeah, he his career just flourished from there. He kind of petered off later on. But, I mean, the guy had about 32 shutouts throughout his whole career, and that was, I think, seven seasons with Anaheim. I mean, those are good seasons. And he must be. Did he? Did he spend his entire career with Jonas? No, he played in. Uh, he played in Calgary too, didn't you're he? Right, sir. Oh, okay. You are so right. Of four seasons, he signed as a free agent. But I mean, for what it is, he's probably one of the better Swiss goalies that you could ever have, like 
come from Switzerland, honestly. It's like almost like the Dennis Seidenberg and the uh, uh, the Grubauers, you know. Well, I mean, they yeah, just it, make the central- international team, and they just are often talked about, but they're hardly ever seen. They're like a unicorn in the Well, league. yeah, those Central European players always have, like, their niche uh, – spot in the NHL. I mean, you, you talk about Swiss goaltenders. We have that David Abisher for the Avalanche, you know, and he was huge, but, you know, undershadowed by Patrick Waugh his entire career. Oh, yeah. Well, and if you didn't have Patty Waugh, you know, good old St. Patty uh, ahead of you, like he would have been number one. Well, I you mean, know. and Abby, Abby was always a very, a very good goaltender. And Jonas, I mean, I, I remember, I remember watching several games where Hilder's just stealing the show. And I mean, 32 shutouts, that's, that's nothing to sniff at. I mean, how, how long do you play about it? Almost 11 years. He was still playing. Oh yeah. When no. he left the NHL too. And oh yeah, no, he was playing over in the Swiss leagues and stuff like that. Uh, after the NHL. So I don't know if he was a starter for sure, but I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Jonas, uh, he was a comparable goalie. I would I would think that. I mean, playing over in the Swiss leagues, that's <laughs> it's it's all right. Well, I it's mean, all right. I got well, this. think about it. Like, <laughs> in like Swiss hockey, he's got to be a god, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have a lot of guys coming out of Switzerland that are you know doing what he does, or just period. Like, there's not a bit, bunch of big well, names with aspe- people from well, Switzerland. Especially when he was coming out and playing pro hockey, it was a little less known. Uh, un- I mean, Swiss players and uh, German players and, I mean, even French players still. But, I mean, they they were definitely a little uh, less known or even less, like, sought after when he broke into the league. So the fact that he really carved out a great career for himself is just – I mean that's that's admirable. I mean you got to you got to say uh, anybody anybody who's coming coming up basically everybody's looking at you like, "Well, you've got this Swiss goaltender, but well, I mean obviously we haven't seen a lot from him other than what what everybody's hearing or the little things that I've seen from him." Or we could just take this, you know, uh French Canadian goaltender coming up that, you know, we've we've seen for the last what 10 fucking years of his career. Oh yeah, no. And it's just like you got to have to take weigh it out and just take for what it was and just take the gamble. <laughs> and I mean, Hiller was a good gamble. You got to say so. And I mean, uh, uh, and I like and wh- what I like is that he's paved a way for a lot of like Swiss players, German players to, you know, give it a go. You just like uh, you just keep playing hockey and you never know who's going to see you play. And, and, and that's the best thing about like the the European scouts. That uh, come up, come back over to North America. They they're saying you know you know like a lot of these Central Euro- European kids, they actually have a lot more to offer than uh, what uh, than what we thought uh, originally. You know, and I think I think it's great. You know, uh, I mean to have more and more different people from different uh, uh, different players from different countries coming in. I mean, uh, I mean Croatian players. We're talking about Uzbeki players. I mean, like I mean. Even one of our biggest players, Andrzej Kopitar, is from Slovenia. How many oh, Slovenian yeah. players have you seen in the league the last uh, 10 years? Slim to none. And also, I mixed up my stuff, and it was 33 playoff like games that he played, and it was 21 shutouts. So I thought it was 21. Ah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, my bad. 
But yeah, just all those rarity of those players with like the you don't see a bunch of Latvian players like this beautiful guy right over here. In Closer. The but or even just anything close to that. I mean, they're rarities. They're beautiful spectacles. So, and I know Keats can speak for that, and I'm gonna let him give it a go because I I know he's he's so prideful and just every Latvian player that comes in. Yeah, I mean, we don't have too many of them, but um, you always know, got to be proud of the the originals, I guess. Sandus Ozolinch. Ozo. Uh, oh, Arthur Zirbe. I mean, that was that was my guy Archer's growing up, and what got me into the whole goalie gig. Followed him. I, it was you know, it was awesome. Uh, Carlos Scrastinch. Uh, rest in peace. Rest yes, sir. In peace, buddy. Um, who else do we got right now? We got. Well, I mean, you got Zimkis Jergensen's and Zimkis We got uh, Teddy Bluger. Uh, no, Bluger's a Bluger's a German, isn't he? No, he's from Latvia, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. You got to be kidding me! No, yeah, no, Teddy's that's like a Latvia. total German name. Yeah, Teddy's Teddy's from Latvia. Um, Ellis Merzlikens, of course. That's of course, my, that's my guy right now. Uh, gosh, who else do we have? I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, it, it, it's been getting I mean, more. Uh, there's, yeah. there's been more players. The, this new generation, um, there's, there's been quite a bit of uh, Latvian guys coming in, and it, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Well, I mean, well, at least for me. <laughs> well, for a league that's been heavily Canadian, obviously, and, and heavily American, I, I can only, uh, you know, I can only, I can only think that you have like a sense of pride from just this awesome thing. That I mean, you, you're seeing more representation from your own home country. You know, oh yeah, absolutely, man. Because um, you know, uh, Latvia has always been that country. Like you, you, br- you bring it up. You say, oh yeah, we're like for me for like, well, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Latvia. Like, what, what's that? You know, no one even knows it exists. But uh, lately, you know, between in the sports world, um, between the NHLs and even NBA right now. Uh, there's been a lot of Latvians yeah. popping up, and and it's being recognized more, and and people know about it way more now. So it's 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 cool to hear. So um, yeah, and I, I gotta I gotta think that a lot of these Swiss kids and German qu- kids, and I mean even like French kids, like I mean Pierre Edward Belmar, you know, you you getting these French kids actually playing. Uh, you got you got to think like you know you're growing up in these little countries, and you're seeing you're seeing somebody who's you know for their namesake is being recognized so well it's like you know it's got to be awesome you know like i just like if i think about it you know like uh anytime like during a tv show or something i hear uh like let's let's just give you an example like on archer they uh they always talk about trudy beekman and it's like spelled exactly like my last name. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's my name, dude. You know, like I, I, I can only imagine how it is like from where, uh, from like a country that you came from, and you know, obviously, in some way you've got so much pride. And I, I just, I think it's cool. I, I, I love, I love that the league and many other leagues are becoming more exclusive that way. No, absolutely, man. I'm with you. Yeah, like you said, the whole pride thing, like. That's that's so true. Um, you know, you, you you hear about these players, you know, and like Latvian news and stuff. Uh, everyone really follow. Anytime any 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 Latvian goes into, you know, the professional sports, rather be NHL again, like I said, NBA or any uh, Latvians are all about it. Uh, they follow it. You know, 
even with the time change, you know, people will stay up to like three in the morning or wake up at three, four in the morning just to watch a game, uh, you know, being played live uh, in the United States to follow that particular team where, you well, know, the, the Latin play. play. Yeah, yeah it, it's huge. It's huge. And, and especially in hockey, uh, people have done it forever. And that just proves how, uh, you know, how everybody comes together as one. Uh, you know, you've got one, uh, you don't even have to have anything in common to really come together. Obviously, we're all human and uh, uh, everybody, everybody can come together some way, somehow. And that and that really speaks a lot in uh, ice hockey. I mean, you, you, you even start talking to people on on the street and stuff and, uh, you, you know, you say something about one thing about hockey or you one of the teams you're like and you know even some guy on the street or some gal on the street they say they hear you say it they're like oh you talk about hockey you're like oh yeah i fucking love hockey man that's great and you know you end up like uh, even talking to talking to people on the street for 15 20 minutes now just just because you purely like hockey and that really just goes back to the connection Oh, yeah. No, I, I run into that a lot. I mean, as even with us having our tickets and stuff, I, I mean, we've ran into so many good people and just awesome people at the Avs games. I mean, you couldn't run into a better group of people that we hang out with. Uh, yeah, and it's and like it, it's funny because, yeah, we, uh, we, we meet so many people out there every single time. You know, we're a loud bunch. We like to chat shit. So, you know, we're going to be talking to a lot of people. And, and it, the funny thing is, is that you start seeing the same people coming back and coming back. And every time you see him, you're like, Oh, Hey, oh, Hey Dave, or Hey, Hey Chelsea, you know, like, uh, I'm just obviously using random names or whatever. But I mean, uh, uh, that, that's what happens when, uh, when you're so connected to this one sport. Yeah, man, I, honestly, for, for me personally, I, I learned that firsthand. Um, when you invited me to, uh, I, I'm drawing a blank, man. Wh- which game did you invite me to? Did we, I, my last game I saw with you. Oh, that was oh man, that was a couple of weeks ago, huh? Yeah, that was actually when we first did our first podcast. Uh, I think that was the uh, oh shit, what, what game was that, Ross? Oh no, that was uh, I think that was right before we did the first podcast. That was when I literally ordered the whole kit. Yes, that we, was one. That's right. That was yeah. even before. That, that was, was that, like, that was like that our was culmination. The birth of this whole that was like brothers, we're in it together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No matter, no this matter beautiful what, monster. <laughs> this this incredible amalgama- amalgamation of three assholes on a microphone. Uh, no, uh, well, uh, no matter what what game it was, uh, yeah. Um, well, this, that was the first time actually. Uh, Keats met Ross, and we decided that we were gonna do this podcast, and so we went out to the Avs game, and um, I think it might have been the Columbus Blue Jackets, if. Oh no 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 no! It was Buffalo. Oh, there we go. Right. That's Buffalo. Oh, oh. because yeah. Because Zemgis Gergensen was playing right back to the last, and he game. scored a freaking goal. Oh yeah, but who won that game, you little dick? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so getting back to what he was saying, um, like he uh, he came out and met all of our uh, all of our buddies that we have on the Avs family. You know, Lexi Oggs that we we met through just going to Avs games and you know going out and just talking to people, and uh, now they're some of the best friends, and now Keats is. Obviously, a part of that, him and I, we've been friends together, but that was basically the first night uh, Ross and Keats met, too. Yeah, and that's where I was getting with that was, yeah, I just forgot which game it was. But, yeah, um, I mean, you're a season ticket holder. Um, 
So you invited me because you had an extra seat that day and we went. And by the way, those seats where, where you're at, amazing. You can see the whole rink so good, man. Like those seats are probably one of the best seats I've sat at, honestly. Ah, it's beautiful, man. Sometimes it's okay being in a wheelchair. Eh? <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was blown away. Um, I, it, the view, like from how, from the top, like you you can watch the whole game and not not miss the puck at all. Okay, it's it's so easy to see everything from from that exact spot where they have you. Oh yeah, and I mean. That's that's where the three hundreds come from, but I mean, only the thing is, is that um, everybody was everybody was so inviting, you know. Everybody was just so ready to be. Hey, what's going on? You know. Oh yeah, no, I was running around high fiving people when we scored goals and everything like that. But I mean, yeah, that's how it usually is in the in the session that we're in. And then, I mean, even three sixteen that where I'm up at, that usually that's great section to be in we get rowdy up there well that's all that matters everybody likes ice hockey i mean maybe on one night where your team's playing another person's team you might get a little rowdy but i mean at the at, in the very end you know you're not gonna you might get in a fight with that person that night but the next night it's uh you know it's okay it's yeah and that, that's um that's bet- between the periods you know uh we always uh, you go out for smoke breaks and all that and uh, there Don't was a big, kids. big, uh, big group of people uh, that uh, you invited me, uh, invited me, introduced me with, uh, and then those uh, those were season ticket holder, yeah, holders as well. Oh yeah, and or just guys that come to a lot of games, you know. Yeah, and you you guys are like, oh Cody, how's it going? It's like you guys have been friends for like years and years, and I was like, holy shit, like this is cool. It's like a little little pack of people that like do the same thing every time there's a game in town or because I, I, I've never experienced that side of it because, um, you know, like I, when I go to a game, I go to a game, I watch the game with, you know, girlfriend or group the of friends or something. With. Yeah. And we leave. Uh, so I've never, I've never seen like that side of it, you know, where it's like a bunch of regulars and, and you know, Oh, and the crazy thing is, we literally just culminated that out of just going to games. Like, we had never met these people before. I mean, obviously, Ross and I, we've been friends, but uh, like, it's in, but we literally made all of those friends outside at Avs games. They uh, and, and every single one of them, I'm talking Lexi, Oggs, Dan, Bella, Ryan, uh, Don, everybody out there, you know, if you're listening, uh, we love you guys, and uh, we just we love the friendships that we've created just from going to hockey games, you know, and then that that's it. Well, and even just like with with good old Danny Boy and Bella and Oggs, I mean, they haven't been into hockey very much, and they have become so knowledgeable and just like passionate about it. It's like one of those things where you just it, it kind of just gets your blood pumping, you know. You got somebody into the sport, and like my hat's off to Lex. I mean, <laughs> oh, good, good, on, good on Lexi because uh, yeah, yeah, she. But uh, I mean, that, and that's and that's the best thing about puck. It really is. It's just I mean, hockey's it, it is an exclusive sport, and and everybody's just so stoked about whoever's really getting into it. Nobody's just like, oh, well, you like hockey? Well, uh, how many fucking goals did Wayne Gretzky score in this year? Nobody cares about that. The fact that you just like hockey, you're here. Coming and watching the guys play, it's just like everybody's happy about that. 
and and it's it's something I'm so proud to be a part of. Oh yeah, no, it's great to be a part of just that whole entire scene. I mean, we wouldn't have ran into as many people like at the arena or me personally outside when I've gone to the Hockey Hall of Fame when I got to see Timu and good old PK. And how many people did you know there? Oh, none. How many friends did you make there, bud? Oh, God, a decent handful and a half. I mean, uh, they were so personable and just the kindest up there, honestly. So, I mean, I guess that's the, uh, I mean, uh, just the friendship. That's the uh, the name of the game on this episode is that uh, we just, uh, you know, hockey provides wonderful people that are ready to, you know, help another person out. And I think we've I think we've seen that with how many people, how many players and uh, uh, owners and just fans that are willing to step in amidst all of this crazy crap happening. I think we've seen that. Oh, yeah. No, they just kind of just do that, like bump with the fist on their chest and say, I got you, fam. I got yeah. you, fam. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And I mean, I I'm, I couldn't I couldn't be more proud to be a part of uh, something like that. And I'm uh, well, uh, I'm I'm not sure how familiar uh, a lot of you listeners are with Dog Nation Hockey Foundation, but we'll probably get into that a whole lot more. And they're they're like the epitome of helping somebody out when when they're down uh, down on their luck. And uh, I mean, without hockey, we wouldn't have them either. And uh, I I could speak for myself that they've helped me out so much. And like I said, we'll get more into that. Hopefully we can have a couple, uh, you know, recipients and maybe the, uh, maybe a couple of workers there on the show to let you guys really, uh, dig what, what their flow is. But that's the thing. I just, I, I'm so stoked. I obviously, uh, amidst these times, it's, it's really crappy that we all have to be inside, and be so far away from everybody, especially the people that we love, and not be able to watch hockey games. But the fact that a lot of this stuff is still going on just it it makes it, it kind of gives you a little more push on, you know. And I I I I can't talk enough good thing, speak enough good things about what's going on in that in that circumstance, you know. Yeah, no, I'll add to that, and definitely we'll. Cody mentioned Dog Nation, and that's something we're going to be talking about in future episodes. Um, as soon as we get everything going here, uh, we appreciate everyone's patience and under you know and listening to this this podcast. Uh, it's 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 something that we really enjoy doing, and and hopefully we can make it make it better here in the future. Oh yeah, no, I am just pumped to be stoked about this. I mean, I love talking about hockey. I mean. I eat, breathe, and shit hockey. My God. I mean, uh, eh, I, I'm just like a regurgitating monster. Now, what does shitting hockey look like? Explain <laughs> it to me. It's a bunch of rubber and wood, basically. I'm, I am I think you want to check a, uh, like ask a doctor about that. I don't think that's hockey, but I did. He said it was somewhat normal for Some... a puffhead like me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, and and um, so the last couple episodes, we didn't give a, uh, a whole bunch of shout outs, but everybody who's been, you know, uh, emailing us and liking us on Facebook and Instagram and everything. We just want to say thank you so very, very much for supporting this up and starting podcast. Like, honestly, 
we've gotten some great listening listeners and uh i really hope it keeps on happening i mean just everybody that's given us uh any sort of you know uh what do you call it uh just the time of day how about that yeah just the time of day <laughs> and uh, and uh we can't thank you enough uh this is uh we we just like doing it we're we're, we're having a lot of fun and the fact that everybody's uh, all you guys are listening is just it, it kind of makes our day to you know check every day and see what kind of listeners we're getting in or any sort of likes or anything on on, uh, on facebook instagram all that stuff yeah, and for, for people that don't know, like it in and it, it gets pretty detailed. We know what countries are listening, everything. So well, we really appreciate it, and we're very excited to see that there's not even you know the obviously a lot of United States because that's where we're at, but even people in Europe and Canada, it's been awesome. Yeah, UK, Latvia, Canada, like everybody. Uh, I just I want to say thank you to those folks because you know I I mean. The fact that you guys are even listening is just huge. No, and I, yeah, I'm going to say the same. It's honestly just great to just come here and just hang out with some good guys and just talk hockey. And then, yeah, big ups to everybody that's across seas outside of the U.S., especially my boys in Toronto. You know who you are. (laughs) Everybody in the U.K., Tomas, thank you for listening. I know it's you out there in the U.K. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And so um, with that, I think we're going to end this episode. Everybody, uh, everybody's feeling good about today. Uh, like, like we said last week, and we'll keep saying it until we're blue in the face. Stay safe. We love you. Uh, big ups to everybody listening. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful night. And wash your hands and your fucking ass. Exactly. Wash your hands, people. You know, it's one of those things you got to say today. But hey, um. Please follow us on Instagram, on the bench with Beaks. Uh, last time we did not have a Facebook, so we do have a Facebook now too. Please like us on on the bench with Beaks on Facebook. Uh, we got our email still going on the bench with Beaks at gmail.com. Uh, send us any recommendations. Send us a DM on Instagram. And again, we really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. Love you.